Petersfield's Shine Radio. This is Petersfield Shine Radio, and I'm with the chef next door, Peter. Now, I am doing a little drinks party for my birthday. Not too many people, COVID safe. Hi, Noni, how are you doing? All right, looking forward to your party. <laughs> I know you can't come, it's very sad, but I'm stealing recipes. So, Peter, what I want to do is serve something quite simple. It has to be no mingling of, you know, so people can't do, I'm not doing dips or anything like that. So I'd like some ideas where it's tasty and simple for me to do, something I can prepare probably in advance, if at all possible, and probably three or four dishes max. Okay. Okay, well, let, let's think of something really simple you can do. Now, I think the, the basic thing when you're having a successful party is do all the prep the day before. You've got it all done, all over, no panic, and all you can do then is concentrate on your guests. Now, these three things you can do the day before. Now, the first one I'm going to do is the suggest you do is the chicken, sage, and pancetta. Very, very simple. Everybody's going to love it. Get a chicken breast, cut it lengthwise, and then cut it into strips. You should give it a decent-sized chicken breast. You should get at least 15 pieces of chicken out of that, which is ideal. Now, get your pancetta, spread it out onto the board, cut it in half, because you only need a half a strip of pancetta per chicken piece, then a fresh piece of sage, and just simply roll it up. You're gonna roll that up, and then when you go to cook it, you're gonna put it on a very hot tray, so a preheated tray in the oven, 220, nice and hot, because you want the bottom of the pancetta to get crispy, as well as the top. 12 minutes, maximum, no longer than that, because when you take it out of the oven, that chicken is gonna be so hot, it's gonna carry on cooking. And what you don't want is dry, chicken breast it's nothing worse once it's out of the oven you can skew it with a little cocktail stick so you, your guests can sort of pick it up and, and have it but you know prepare it all and then cook it just before your guests arrive and it'd be fantastic or even while the guests are there because just put a little alarm on you know it's ready let it come out of the oven let it rest for five minutes that's the secret so all the juices don't fall out of it and then you've got that lovely fresh chicken pancetta and sage and you'll love it very very simple Okay, on to the next one. Okay, now this is a fishy one. Now you need fresh tuna. Now you've got to have really fresh tuna. Now you want to cut it or get your fishmonger or waitrose or wherever you get it from, no bigger than three quarters of an inch. Now what you're going to do, you're going to get this, take it straight from the fridge, dry it in a paper cloth first, okay? Okay. And then you're just going to rub some oil onto it and that's all the oil you're going to need for cooking. You need to get your pan really hot. Now the oil I would recommend you use is either rapeseed or vegetable oil. Don't use olive oil, please. Well, no, we, all, we all love it. But don't cook with olive oil. My pet hate. Okay. So, okay, so we get a red hot pan. And by the side of that pan, you're going to have a bowl of iced water. So just ice cubes or really cold water. You're going to seal it. And the idea is that you put the oiled tuna steak flat down in the pan. Give it about 30 seconds. Flip it another 30 seconds. And then pop it straight into the ice water. This is going to stop the cooking. So it's going to remain nice and pink inside. But also what it does is firms up the fish. You're not going to lose any flavour, which is to firm up the fish. Now, this is the most simple thing. You put that back into your fridge, out of the water, so it's draining. And then when you're ready to use it, you cut it into a dice. So it's a sort of nice little morsel, just a, just a mouthful. Just a mouthful. Just a mouthful. And then what we're going to do, we're going to lay that on a plate with a mixture 
of light soya sauce, use the lighter one because it's less salty, and then with that a little bit of wasabi mixed into it. So just lay that on the bottom, just spread that on the bottom and lay that, and that will absorb some of the into the tuna. Again, your cocktail stock sticks on the top, and if you want to be really smart, then you can put a little bit of the toasted sesame seed over the top. Mix a bit of bell poppy seed, whatever. Just put something on the top just to give it a little bit of crunch. Bit of crunch. And that's it, simple. Keep things simple. What's the timings on that? You, you could do the tuna in the morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, just leave it in the fridge. It's not going to spoil. Okay. It can be good. Yeah, really good. Great. But I'll do that on, on, on the morning. And the chicken, you know. Do, yeah. Get that ready. Get that ready the night before. And then you've got it ready to go into your hot oven when the people arrive. You could pre-cook it if you really want it. If you're really desperate about it, pre-cook it and then warm it up. But things warmed up are never as good as no. having straight And there aren't that many people coming because I'm trying and to keep it safe. And you're keeping, you're keeping it looped down to one or two things. You're not yeah. trying to do a dozen things. No. Do two things well rather than ten things badly. Now you want a bowl food. No, number three. Oh, the Parmesan biscuit. Yes. <laughs> I like this one. Okay, now I can't claim, claim. this is one of Ottolenghi's original book recipes, um, one that was really popular in the business. And it's a shortbread biscuit, but instead of using sugar, you're replacing the sugar with Parmesan cheese, grated Parmesan cheese. Simple. Simple. So, ordinary shortbread recipe, which I'm sure you've got your favourite. Add to that a little bit of either smoked paprika, which is my favourite, or you can add a little bit of cayenne, but be a bit careful on the cayenne because it is spicy. Now, you're going to make your shortbread and then roll it in like a tube in cling film. Yeah, I get that. All right, you get that, you roll it up, and then you're going to pop it in the fridge. The idea is when you pop it in the fridge, all that butter's going to go really hard again, and it's going to firm up. Mm. Take that out of the fridge, take it out of the wrap again, and then we're going to lightly egg wash it, and then roll it in poppy seeds. Nice. So you've got that nice little black edge to it. Put that back in the fridge until you're ready to cook it off. Okay, now this is something you can do in advance. You could do this weeks in advance and stick it in your freezer. Okay. So you don't have to wait until, oh, it's this, this weekend. So if you organise, get it ready, keep it in the freezer for absolute ages. Take it out, let it get to sort of, not room temperature, but let it sort of, sort of you know, like a, you know, just getting a little bit softer. Yeah. And then cut it into rings. Now those rings want to be about, I'd say it's two centimetres thick. Pop those onto a oven tray into a hot oven about 180 not too hot 180 for i think it's about 12 minutes okay take them out they'll still be quite soft on the top but that's fine let them cool off okay so you can do that again on the morning or the night before put them in an airtight box they keep fine i used to make them probably about two or three times a week when we were at the functions and they just used to keep in an airtight box they keep beautifully in that now to finish these off you want to put a little bit of soft goat's cheese on the top. Mm. I like goat's cheese because I think it's a nice flavour. It doesn't, you know, it's not a it's not a cow's milk, it's a goat's milk, which we all know is very good for our stomachs. And it doesn't, it's not a strong flavour. It's really good. And on top of that, I put some caramelised red onions. Oh, okay, so how uh, do I make caramelised okay, onions? Okay, the caramelised red onions, obviously you need red onions, which you're going to slice, not thinly, but you know, reasonably thinly. You're gonna pop that in a pan, with some oil, again, either vegetable or rapeseed oil, and cook that slowly. Don't rush it. Don't think you've got to caramelise, you've got to keep it, get it really, really hot. No, you want to cook it really slowly. Then you're going to add the sugar, that's going to be the the caramelising part, and then add some wine vinegar. Now, the wine vinegar you want to reduce right down, and what happens when you put the wine vinegar at a late stage, you'll actually intensify that colour of the red onion, so it really come purpley. Take that out, let it cool down, leave it in the fridge, it'll be fine. Just use it when you want to. 
Okay, great. And just pop that on top of the goat's cheese. Great. And you've got really colourful three starters there. Hope you enjoy Ooh, them. Thank you. Right, you're going to give me bowl food. One bowl food Okay, one idea. bowl food. Now, again, let's keep it simple. Let's keep it cheap. Yes, cheap and, and simple. Cheap I like and that. simple. We like, like this, don't thinking. we? Okay, and I, I always like, you know, if you back it up with a bit of rice, you can either cook a re pilaf, and uh, everybody knows how to cook a re pilaf. It's a basic onion in oil, and then two to one. Two, two parts water or stock to one part rice. Bring that up to the boil, turn the heat down, let it simmer for eight minutes, tight fitting lid on the top, turn the heat off, and that'll cook a perfect, perfect repealer every time. And it'll take about 18 minutes from start, from the time you bring it up to the boil until it's finished. 18 minutes, take the lid off, rake it with a bit of oil, a bit of butter, whatever you want to do, and it's absolutely perfect. So it's a really simple thing to do. Now, your curry. Now this can be done in a couple of days in advance. We always know that when a, a curry is infusing in its own juices and the sauce, it improves without a doubt. Now the secret to good curry sauces is onions. The Indians use masses of onions for their, their curry. So start off with a, if you're cooking for about 10, 15, 20 people, start off with a kilo of onions. Wow, that's a yeah, lot a of onions. Yeah, a kilo of onions, a kilo of onions. You've got to have a good sauce because that's the thing that's going to thicken the sauce. Okay. You're not going to put flour in it, you're not going to put corn flour in it, nothing else sauce. It's going to be the onions that are going to thicken the sauce. So you're going to very, very slowly again, in oil, cook those shredded onions. They don't have to be finely cooked, chopped, they just had to be, just yeah, so they go in the pan. Again, slowly, slowly, slowly. The slower you can cook it, the better it will come. Now to that you're going to add your spices, your curry spices, you know, that you can mix up, that you all, all have. Either get a, a pre-mix or mix them up with your spices that you've got. I like cumin, coriander, a little bit of chilli, fresh ginger, loads of fresh garlic. Yeah, that's a good basic. Turmeric, anything you really like. Even five spice if you want to make it a little bit, give that um, oriental sort of flavour. Put those in there, cook those out with the onions, then add your tin tomatoes and tomato puree and cook it slowly. Don't rush it, it's got to be cooked slowly. And when it comes to the right consistency, check the seasoning. If, you've, if you need to add more liquid, then add a vegetable stock. Um, if you don't, just add a little bit of seasoning. I think there'll be enough flavour there because you'll be doing roasted vegetables in the oven. Okay. So how do I make the roasted vegetables in uh, the oven? What's the tips? Well, the tip is get your oven hot, okay? Um, the basic stuff, again, is uh, sweet potato, carrot, leek, cauliflower, broccoli, anything you like. Okay. Anything that peppers. makes it. Peppers, anything. You know, whatever you've got in your stock cupboard. Don't go out and buy stuff, especially if you've got stuff left over from any time, just pop all that in. It's really good. What I would also add to it is because you want to bulk it out a bit, is, is potatoes. But cut those up and cook those on top of the stove. You don't want to put those in the oven as well. Not necessary. Put it into a hot oven, get the vegetables well well oiled, roll them in the oil rather than sit them in oil, roll them in oil, put them in a hot oven and roast them. What actually does is roasting vegetables, it intensifies the flavour. So you're bringing more flavour. So you're going to get slight caramelly pieces, gnarly pieces around the edge of the pan. It could take 30 minutes, it takes 40 minutes, it doesn't matter. When you, you, you decide on how much gnarliness you need. <laughs> How gnarly is my You're curry right. going to be? Exactly. <laughs> okay, then what you do, then you scoop that out and put that into your curry sauce. Now, you could do all that the day before and then mix it to your curry sauce the following day if you want to do it that way. Because I know what everybody thinks, oh, I'm going to put it in the curry, it's going to make it very thick, am I going to burn it when I reheat it? No, you don't, if you're going to do it slowly. That's our trouble. We want to do everything in sort of 10, 15 minutes. Let it just 
simmer up slowly and it'll be fine okay. if you need to and it add- won't make the vegetables wet or- no 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 because no, you've roasted them yeah, okay. they're going to be they're going to hold their shape. They're going to they're going to be delicious. But put those in there. Um, add your vegetables. Say we're going to do it. Okay, we've done it today. We're going to have it tomorrow. There's the, the sauce cooked on the top. You've blended it. Now blend the sauce with a with a stick blender so that's nice and smooth. And you'll see that's lovely and thick now. Add all your vegetables. Add your potatoes. And then as you serve it, what I would do is throw in a couple of handfuls of spinach, because you don't need to cook the spinach. Throw a few handfuls of spinach just before you serve it. That gives you a bit of colour and then loads of coriander over the top. Just simple and delicious. Thank you, Peter. I hope you enjoy it. I'll, I'll let you know how I get on. Oh, please do. Your favourite Christmas carols are coming to your doorstep. Next Wednesday night, it's Doorstep Carols on Petersfield Shine Radio. Sing along with the radio to all your Christmas favourites. Grab a copy of this week's Petersfield Post for all the sing-along words and then turn up Shine Radio next Wednesday night at 6. All you need is your best singing voice, the words from the Petersfield Post, Shine Radio turned up loud, oh, and a doorstep, that would help. Doorstep carols. Sing along with the radio. Next Wednesday night at 6 on Petersfield Shine Radio. See you on the doorstep.